Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 83 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation with Stephen Dela Cruz, and you're going to know all about him in just a moment. This guy is just 30 years old at the time we interviewed him. And if you remember our interview with Casey Fox, this is the guy who's mentored her and is mentoring her now. And he's going to share with us his story about Juvenile Hall and having to make a decision to live a life of crime and being in the dark or living a life of prosperity and abundance. And that's what he chose. And and so we're going to see how at the age of 19 years old, just decision after decision after decision has allowed him and his wife to build multiple businesses and stay out of the rut. And you may say, well, that's fine, but I'm not 19. That's okay. We can apply what he started doing at an early age to our lives now, no matter where we are. So check out this episode. Here we go. All right, Brandon, uh, welcome back. Uh, Get that finger out of my face. (laughs) Hopefully you finished chewing those Cheez-Its and you're ready to join us. How are you doing, Brandon? I am awesome as always. Awesome. Cool deal. And we got with us a a special guest calling in from my home state, the wonderful Golden State of California. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about who's with us? I've never heard of the Golden State of California before, but they tell me it's on the far west coast somewhere near Um, Hawaii or something. So (laughs) today we have Stephen Delacruz on, and he is just unbelievable. He's got a great story. He's a young guy. He's accomplished a lot in his young life, so we wanted to bring him on and learn a little bit about your story. So thanks for coming on, Stephen. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And for those of you listening in today, this is the guy that Casey talked about. Yep. So we got him with us. If, gonna- if you heard our episode on Casey Fox, you're going you're gonna to get to hear a little bit behind the scenes. I guess the man behind the legend, that is Casey. She's still, <laughs> she's still growing. So uh, she's got a great podcast, too. Uh, what? What did What's the fox say? say? So check there that one out go. too. Yep. And we're subscribers, by the way. There you go. Yeah. Well, Stephen, thanks for joining us. I know that- uh, Thank you for having me. It's like the middle of the day out there, so so you're, you're not staying up late like us, and it's only like, I don't know, 8 uh, o'clock or 8.30 here, but- Oh, okay. Uh, we, I, was, I was reading through your bio, and I realized that you and I had something in common that, that really surprised me because I didn't really- I didn't, we weren't going to focus on this, and I didn't really think about it. But you and I both had a stroke at the age of oh. twenty-eight. Are you oh, serious? No we did, yeah. Oh wow! Okay, it's, I thought that was. I mean, I knew about your stroke, Brandon, <laughs> but mine. I didn't know about Stephen. Well, you just met Stephen, so hey, that's you know. true. Good point. <laughs> I know when I, when I was reading that, I was just like, "Wow, that is so unbelievable that that it would both happen at the same time." At you know, different. Uh, I don't know how old you. How old are you now? I'm thirty. You're thirty, so you're very much younger than me. I'm forty-seven, so mine happened to uh, what twenty nineteen years ago. I don't, I don't know, a few years wow. ago. <laughs> okay, okay. But, so, so this won't be the main topic of the the podcast, but I wanted to bring this up because most people think, well, that might even be a death sentence. But for you, it didn't. It didn't stop you at all. If if you don't mind, talk a little bit about how how that happened, and then what happened right after that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. My wife and I have been in business for so many years up to that point. We have, at the time, we had 100, over, over 150 employees 
Um, and so I was running the whole show myself, very <laughs> micromanager, very into everything. I got involved, be involved in everything. And so um, I remember sitting at my desk, and um, yeah, just my whole left side just. Just I didn't feel it. I just collapsed and fell. And uh, Casey in my build in our building, we had a tanning bed downstairs. Casey was going to tan, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then she um, came upstairs and saw me pass on the floor. And she called nine one one, and um, I found out I was having a stroke. And uh-huh. uh, it was it was a TIA, so it wasn't exactly a full on stroke because uh-huh. I, 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 I would lose my side and then later on. So it's pretty much like a pre stroke. So, so it's a minor stroke. Uh, but long story short, from that. That's where, you know, we live in La Jolla. I don't know if you know San Diego, but we live in La Jolla at the time. And La Jolla is a very nice area. Um, I guess they have one guy in the paramedics, you know, the paramedic team. There's so many of them that comes up. And one of their job is to specifically keep me engaged and talking to me and making sure I'm good and, you know, making sure uh, I'm, I'm, I'm engaging. So all he kept doing was asking me questions about, you know, where I live. Oh, look at this place. You live in a nice area. Look at this view. And he just kept talking about that. In the back of my mind, I'm a very type A personality. So I'm like, dude, stop talking. Get me to the hospital. <laughs> the back of my mind. And I actually, you know, literally, I actually, after the whole thing was done, you know, obviously I, I survived, thank God. <laughs> uh, so after the whole thing was done, I actually called my lawyer, like, is there a way I can sue these guys? Because this guy was annoying me talking about my Jolla <laughs> and where I was like living and my, my nice place and my view. But actually, it's part of his job. Like, oh, crap. Okay. I can't do it. <laughs> He's <laughs> um, been there you know, before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get me to the hospital. That's really dawned on me because they kept on mentioning, you know, oh, you're 28 years old. Look at this place. You have a nice place. You have a nice view. La Jolla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what dawned on me. I said, you know, if I die today, all I have to leave behind is money. Right. And, and I was just like, you know, and my wife's expensive. So when somebody is spent, she is spent. There's right. <laughs> so not really much to leave behind. So. That's where it really dawned on me. You know, I got to figure out my life that I'm not just working so hard for this thing called paper. And so that's where I said to myself from that moment on, my new mission statement is no longer just income, but now it's income with impact, success, success with significance. So that's where after that very moment is when I decided, okay, I'm still going to hustle and grind and have my businesses and have all my stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and leave a legacy and that's beyond money. You know, we look at we hear about Jim Rohn, um, Tony. Uh, uh, Jim Rohn is Tony Robbins' uh, mentor. We hear about um, Doug Carnegie. We hear about uh, uh, Napoleon Hill. All these guys have been long gone, but their name still lives on today, right. and their impact still lives on today. And it's beyond money. So that's where I said, okay, I got to go out and help as many people possible, which is my, my my slogan in life now, to live as fulfilled, successful, and flourishing. And so that is my heart my goal and no longer just about me and money and my kingdom, but now really helping as many people. So, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And you know, it's sad that it has to happen that way, but it, it, it does sometimes with, with some of us that are just running and running and running. But when you, when you get that, you go, okay, wait a minute, there's something way more significant than I love the way you put it than paper. Cause the, the, the state and the federal are going to take away all that paper anyway. So, <laughs> right. you know, and the right, lawyer's right. going to get it and there's all kinds <laughs> of people that are going to come along and grab some. So what's the legacy that you left? And that, that's really been your focus. Now at 28, yeah. you had a pretty significant life because you had built all of that yourself you and your wife had just decided you didn't want to live the corporate life or get a a real job so to speak you wanted to to be the master of your own domain so tell us a little bit about where you grew up and how you got that kind of mentality so oh my gosh okay so the the story is 
Um, oh my gosh, where did we get? Okay, when I was 16 years old, um, my you know my I was never really good in school. Uh, when I was 16 years old, I went to juvenile hall, and um, I was in juvie. I was one of the bad kids, um, and that's where I really decided right there and then to change my life. Um, after I got locked up. <laughs> And <laughs> that's where all the good um, stories come from. So if you're listening to this going, well, I'm no good at school and I'm, I've got a bit of a record. That's okay. You can make something out of that. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. I mean, and you know, this is where it really dawned on me where, you know, the, my, my probation officer says to me, Stephen, this is where you have to really decide here in your life. Are you going to be one of the statistics that go in and out of the system because you have a rough childhood? Are you going to use that as an excuse or are you going to make something of yourself? Right. right now, you have to decide right now. And they even told me, he even drew it out for me, <laughs> a paper. Do you want a life of impact or do you want a life that's in and out of incarceration? Wow. So I want you to point out what you want. Because decide right now. And I remember the, 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 the thing they told me was, he told me, was decision is incision. So whatever you decide, you can't have anything else. Wow. So you're going to cut off the other option. So decide right now. And I was sitting there like, what? <laughs> to decide right now which one do you want, and whatever you want, make sure you choose that, and that's it. Wow. And so I was like, I'm, I'm going to leave a little impact, and that's where he says, okay, right now, at this moment, when you get released, you are going to live a life of impact, and that just blew my mind how he spoke life into <laughs> me, and and so from there, moving forward, I went to a group home, got uh, therapy and AA, anger management, all that nine yards. Um, then from there. But my wife and I, you know, I'm one of those kids that found God. God found me in jail. So I went to Bible college. And awesome. my wife my wife and I met in Bible college. Um, and so she and I met there at 18 years old, started a business at um, – well, sorry. Uh, I remember going on a date with her to uh, San Francisco, and I saw this uh, these little seals. And I was taking a picture of my little camera. I don't know if you remember those cameras. You press it, and it like takes like three flashes, and then it clicks. Right. <laughs> and so it's so annoying. So here I'm taking these pictures, like, we'll click – and then it takes a couple seconds to click it. But I saw this other Asian guy come next to me, a tourist with a big old lens, and he had a big old SLR with snap, 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 snap. I'm like, what the heck? Look at this show off. And so <laughs> I, I told my wife, I was like, I told my wife, like, one day I'll own one of those cameras. And my wife, she's really good at saving, so she bought me a camera, and which is the best decision uh, and the worst decision because after <laughs> she bought me a camera, I went crazy and bought a whole bunch of lenses, a whole bunch of lenses. So at 18 years old, I was uh, $30,000 in debt Wow! with um, American Express, Visa, all the nine <laughs> yards. I had all that. All, all in lenses? Um, all lenses and, and flashes. And so I have all the top of the line stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're true American. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So then from there, um, this is where I, I, my dad told me, you know, if you got to decide right here, another decision, um, are you going to return this or make something out of this? I was like, huh, I'm going to go ahead and I couldn't afford it at all. I was really in the slump because I was so much in debt and 18 years old. And that's why I said, okay, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to figure this out. My friend next to me told me, say, hey, my brother's going to be married this weekend. Do you shoot weddings? And I was like, do I shoot weddings? Yes, I shoot weddings. <laughs> I do I now. Never, I'm in debt. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I never thought of anything. So I just I got, went there, shot a wedding for 600 bucks that weekend. So it was like three days later. So I looked up on, uh, on online how to shoot a wedding. And I shot a wedding. <laughs> For six hundred bucks, and from there, um, from that wedding, we shot another wedding, shot another wedding, started figuring out how to shoot weddings, and um, you know, since then, never had a day job, um, just because we all started off from the slump, the real nitty gritty of like, I am in so much debt, so much depression, um, to 
just just fell in my lap, I guess, in the sense of um, how it evolved. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't forget your question. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, You're still answering it. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, so Adversity just, is a good teacher. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, just all evolved from there from photography. And then my mentor, I had a mentor um, who, who told me, hey, I, we paid off our debt the first within the first year. And in the second year, 19 years old, we filed our taxes at $213,000 wow. at 19 years old, shooting weddings. Um, now, the reason I would, I, I would attribute this because people say, oh, you got so lucky. I said, nah, it was pretty strategic because I went to Bible college. So right. it's a pretty small Bible college. So, you know, I don't know if you guys know uh, um, <laughs> church or whatever else, but if you want to get laid, you got to get married. Right. So everyone gets <laughs> up and right. So, um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a pastor, by the way, so I'm totally oh, familiar with it. Yep. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, so a bunch of these 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 college kids, right? My my peers, yep. they want to get they want to you know whatever else they, they, they got to get married. <laughs> so they, they got married, and I was their photographer. So I was the school photographer. That's how we shot our 48 weddings our first year, and then the second year we shot uh, enough weddings that we filed taxes at two hundred thirteen thousand dollars. Wow, and then. There, my mentor said to put aside half of the money, everything you make, and put it into savings. And that's how we're able to invest. You're you're 20 years old, and you're putting half of what you make away. Right. Uh, Now, how many other 20-year-olds did you know that were doing anything remotely close to that? Not, not, (laughs) not. Yeah. And and I wanted to point that out because that's similar to what Casey said. Of course, she learned it from you. But that concept is where you get to be 30 and get to do what you want, get to live where you want and and live how you want because you sacrificed at 20, not because you lived like every other 20 year old. Right. And she's doing doing something at 20 years old where she's doing uh, what was it? She's tithing 10 percent. She's saving 30%. She's investing yeah. 30%. She's living, living off the off remaining 30%. 30% while she's still young, single, no kids. And I don't think right. that's brilliant because she understands compound interest. She understands yep. all that stuff. And uh, my DeLorean is almost done where I, if I drive 88 miles an hour, I can go back in time and fix all this <laughs> yeah. in my own life. Well, I got to get a DeLorean first. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, so we live off the same thing now too as well. Okay. Uh, the 30, 30, 30, 10. And we say that it's kind of hard to do that when you when you're just starting off. So so we advise people to do the thirty 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 ten when you're making when you start making six figures. Okay. Now where did you learn that? Um, the thirty 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 ten. Yes. Uh, for my mentor. Oh. So awesome. he said he said you got to really allocate your money and budget your money. But the challenge is oh actually my mentor but my mentor got it from Dave Ramsey. Oh, so okay. it sounded like the Ramsey thing. Yeah, <laughs> not so much that they asked the exact numbers. But more the aspect of everyone budgets their life, budgets their life off of a hundred percent, and they don't say they don't have a set amount on on savings, a set amount on investing, a set amount on tithing, and yada yada yada. So we just said, okay, we'll make it simplified: thirty live, thirty save, thirty invest, ten give. Right, and it's so true. And and the only thing I would disagree with is most people budget their money at about one hundred and ten or one hundred and twenty percent. Yeah, you know? exactly. which is why Chase Bank and all those guys are really, really big and nice buildings because we go yeah. into debt to get where we want to go. But exactly. I, 
And and I know that story went kind of quick with the photography, but essentially what you and your wife did was said, I'm going to go out there and hustle. I'm going to make this thing happen and I'm just right. going to work and saying yes to opportunities. Do I know how to shoot a wedding? No, but I got a camera and I'm going to figure it out between now and the wedding and the next wedding yeah. will be better and the next one better. And you just kind of keep going. And eventually you ran that build that business into six figures and then you you decided well I'm just going to rest now and live off of all this millions of dollars. No, you didn't really do that. You started another yeah. business. Yeah. So um so from there, you know we we got into um, all that and then started doing investing. So at 20 years old, started really researching and learning on property investing and um, buying and flipping. So at 22, that's when we started to really start um, flipping homes. So I started flipping homes. And we also got involved in a talent agency in Los Angeles. So we have, I used to be an actor when I was 14 years old. Um, so I was in the show Even Stevens. I don't know if you guys know the show Even Stevens. Oh, yeah. On wow. Disney. So cool. I was, yeah. Yeah. So when I was 14 years old in Disney. So I was an actor when I was younger. Um, so I came back to Southern California. I reached out to my old agent. I said, hey, I'm back here. I would love to go back to the industry. And she said, I hate it over here in this industry, this agency. I'm the only one here left, and I, I don't even own this place. Like, it keeps getting sold to someone else. I make, I make it all the money. I say, hey, why don't we start your own agency? She was like, I don't want to do that because I'm not a business person. I'm an agent. And I, if I get away from that, I become a business manager. Now I'm no longer an agent. So what if I become your business manager and you go ahead and be your agent? And she says, how is that going to work? I said, Give me, she said, I don't want to take any time away from my desk. So I said, okay, leave Friday. When you come back Monday, I'll give you an address of where to go to work. So I wow. went over to the, the I went over to the agent guy, the young guy, and I said, Hey, let me buy let me buy her out from you. And so I bought her out. So we take we paid our contract off from him and we started our old agency. And we had <laughs> oh, our own agency, so she came in. I brought in a whole IT crew, we moved all her stuff, moved all of her equipment, all of her computers. And long story short, now we have our own agency in Los Angeles. Um we flipped homes. So the real estate market didn't do so well, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> in the, uh, 08, 09, um, and 10. So we, some, some homes that we were flipping and, um, selling weren't selling and weren't flipping. So what we do is we buy a home and rather than renting it out for so cheap and lose money off of that, we turn them into daycares. Um, wow. Yeah. So now a home that would probably, you know, our broker said it was maybe, you know, $800, $900 a month now brings us $8,500 per month, uh, residual income. Wow. Um, I'm turning them into daycares. So we had that. So we did that. And then we also have an agency. Uh, we bought other properties in uh, Nevada and, uh, Nevada and, um, um, Arizona. We also have an apartment complex in Jacksonville, Florida. And so we just started, the boss just started rolling from there and buying different, uh, businesses. And yeah, so, but using the money that we saved. So would you say the secret was going to Bible college? That's where you really learned how to do all of this? It seems like a strange path to take to entrepreneurialism through Bible college. You know, for me in my personal journey, when we, when we, because I didn't grow up in a positive home, that was really what brought me a lot of personal development. So a lot of entrepreneurs will read a lot of personal development, go to Tony Robbins conferences, you know, all that jazz. But my personal development was in the church. It was really in finding my identity, finding my, my, my past does not dictate my future. That was really like a lot of the message in there and having a, a foundation of, 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 of integrity and being a person of character. So really the church was my personal development 
in wow. some aspects that a lot of entrepreneurs now would talk about it in the in a lot of articles. But for me, my personal development was in the church. And so, um, and because of the, our church background, my wife has a church background, we treat all of our businesses like a church, as a ministry. Right. And so all of our employees are not employees, they're partners. And so we, we, we really um, we really treat our, our 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 staff meetings into a community meeting opposed to a staff meeting, very corporate. We treat it like a church. So because of that, I really attribute a lot of our our successes back to the church. Of course, all glory to God. Wow, that is awesome. It's so true to every business book you buy, every self-help, every bit of that is all based on biblical principles. You oh, know, yeah. they, they just spin it in a different way. So it's not really Jesus as much as it's business or money or whatever, but they're all biblical principles. Oh my gosh. Yes, exactly. Yes. I totally, totally agree. Now, one of the things that you really try to focus on is is pouring into people like Casey and the people that are coming up behind you because you want to leave that legacy. So what made you really want to do that kind of thing other than the stroke saying, I'm going to leave an impact? What made you think that you could really make some successful people around you too? Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Show to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Right. So um, prior to Dave having a stroke, right, we, we, we were hiring for an assistant. Casey was actually our, we put her up on Craigslist looking for someone to wash her dishes, do her laundry, <laughs> clean our bathroom, and Casey applied. She had her, we were her fourth job. Right. Um, yes. She had she had four jobs at the time, and we were for the job. And she loved our she applied for our position because we said my wife and I we work until the wee late hours of the night, so we don't go to bed until like three, sometimes four in the morning, you know, whatever else because we have some business internationally, so we 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 work late. So she applied for our job because she said the reason why she wants the job is because she gets off at like nine o'clock at her other job, so she can come start working for us <laughs> and doing our dishes and right. doing our laundry. So, so she would, she would come in, and so we hired her. And, but we would notice like she would still be so tired, she would be so drained. Um, she was a heavy smoker in <laughs> oh, yeah, our presence. In our in our in our presence, she would smoke a whole pack. And apparently, that was like her second pack of the day. And so, um, you know, so I was like, "Whoa, this this woman is crazy." So then, this is where my wife came to her and says, "Hey, Casey, do you enjoy living the life of four jobs and still not able to make it?" And Casey was like, "Of course not." Okay, <laughs> And Angela says, "Are you are you are you are you open to learning? Are you open to growing? Are you open to being an entrepreneur?" And so, um, and so, long story long, long long story short, she says, "Yes, I would love to learn how to get out of this rut." And so, for my wife and I, we we didn't grow up, you know, we didn't grow up rich or wealthy or whatever else. So we we saw the impact of mentorship. We saw the impact of of, of someone pouring into us. So we're you know give honor honors do so. So we have to go and give give back and just just say, okay, let's pour into this person's life. And go ahead and um, give it to this person because they they were struggling. So so that's how we saw it. So we always see the gold in people, and especially my wife. My wife's really good at that. 
she's a lot more patient than I am. So <laughs> she found you, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So how many people do you have working for you now? Oh, gosh. We have almost close. We have close to about 200 people. We're getting there, yeah. Because we just started a cleaning business. Uh, (laughs) You got bored one day and said, yeah, let's do that. Well, you got somebody with background in that too now. (laughs) I don't know. Casey said she wasn't really that good at her job either. So the fact you poured into her was a blessing because she had mentioned, (laughs) yes, she smoked, but she wasn't that great of a housekeeper either. <laughs> well, she was, she was she was good. She was excellent. She did everything with excellence. Now she was she was doing that. But you know, actually, the house cleaning thing was more of something we started maybe like nine months ago now, um, where I said I want to start a business that costs me no money. I want to start a business that make make something out of it. So I just went around and I thought to myself, okay, you know what? I'm gonna start a cleaning business. And I went on Craigslist. You know, Craigslist is my I started a whole business off of Craigslist um, and typed in looking for house cleaners. And on the same same sec- different section, but Craigslist. I have a cleaning business. So I got customers from that and I got cleaners from that and I married the two and I don't even have to clean. That is awesome. I think when somebody's listening to this, they're like, well, how do you start a cleaning business? Literally all you did was go and take the talent and put it with the need and say, here you go. And you're just the middleman making a little bit of money off of it and saying, plugging one into the other. Exactly. Last night I was dabbling into, (laughs) I was dabbling into resumes. I went like last night, literally I went online and I said, Okay, there's a job posting here, and here's a person who's applying for it, who's put the resume out there. Let me go and try to connect these two, and I'll say I'm a staffing agency, and let's see if that works. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so I'll let you guys know how that goes. But and then on the back end, you charge the company a uh, finder's fee, I believe. Yeah. 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 I, I met a guy. We'll probably have to try to connect you. Uh, Nathan Diaz. I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, he does that for healthcare. He, he connects uh, professionals in healthcare with – uh, well, healthcare organizations, and then it's the healthcare organization that pays them on the back end. Yep. So he's, yeah. What I love about that too is, is it literally took a computer. That's all you needed in order yeah. to do that. And, and now you're making money off of it. So I think right. the message there is there's a place to make money and to do something and have an impact everywhere. You just have to be willing to do it. And that's a very right. key thing to hear. If you're one of those parents who always said the internet is no good. Right. You'll never just, make any money off of that. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 But you see everything as an opportunity. And, and you know, I don't want to discount the fact that because you're so obedient to looking for those, you get blessed a lot because you're just willing to, to do it. You're willing to take that right. chance and see how you can impact somebody's life. And, and I've obviously only known you for a little bit, but knowing Casey and knowing you, I, I see your intent is to impact people. It's not just to make money. Now you've made a lot of money because of that, but your intent was always to just impact people's lives and make their lives better. Like with Casey. Right. Yep. Exactly. 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 Well, that's great. What do you got going on now? You've got the photography business, you've got the cleaning business, the staffing business. And so, so what's your, what's your next endeavor? You know, my next endeavor really is now just pouring into people. Um, so we have this thing called Stigula Success Mastery. Um, where we help pour, we just pour into people who want to be entrepreneurs, who don't have an entrepreneurial journey or don't have an entrepreneurial background, or they already have an entrepreneurship stuff, but they want to improve in it and grow it and scale it. So that's what we're really doing now. So it's really business coaching, life coaching, and that aspect, and just really pouring into people. Um, so we have an online program, which you know I have a bunch of videos of myself teaching and talking on how to get all this done, whatever else, and we coach people 
through the internet, of course. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. We have we have guys in um, Detroit. We have one in Florida. We have one in New York that we we are really helping people out there um, start their businesses. It's so rewarding, so so rewarding for people to say, "Oh my gosh, I can quit my job because now this is really bringing me income, and no longer just income, but passive income." Right. And it's not it's not just a matter of like it's not a get rich quick scheme because they, they really we really are finding a need and meeting it. And that's really what the whole concept of business is. That's what I love about what y'all teach too, is, is it's not about just do these three things and you're going to get rich by just sitting around on your couch. It's like you teach people how to plug in and find a need and then go feel that need. And then the income will come. It's not focused on you making a bunch of money. It's focused on you feeling a need. Right. Exactly. 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 Um, I mean, I know the Jesus in the, in the Bible, right. It talks about how, there was a need. The people that the people that were serving are the ones who got served the most. Right. You know, when Jesus broke the bread and the fish, the disciples passing out the the the, the, the work, doing the work. When yeah. they were doing the work, they were the ones who had the basket of leftovers. Right. And so it's really those that really serve are the ones who get rewarded. So people say, why why am I not having provision? Why am I not growing in my finances? Well, who are you serving? And right. so that's really the biggest thing is just serving up one another. And then it'll just come. The leftovers will come and in, in, in yep. abundance too. You won't even be able yep. to carry it out. It'll be so much. Exactly. 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 That's such a great philosophy and such a great way to live because you, you get to sleep well at night. You probably don't sleep much, but when you do go to sleep, <laughs> you get to sleep well because you know, you've done something good. You've made other people's lives better. And if you can say that at the end of the day, then you, you live a really good life. Right. 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 Definitely, definitely. Once again, it's about impact, uh, income with impact, success with significance. That is such a great way to live and such a great way to just kind of treat people, the people around you. So if people want to get in touch with you, they want to find out about this coaching, what's the best way to do that? Sure, sure, sure. So the best way to do it is on your phone. Um, if you would open up your text message and you can text the number 76626. So you open your text messages and you type in the number 76626 and type the word mentor, M-E-N-T-O-R. You will get my uh, contact information and I will get your information as well. And right there's all about me so we can get in touch. That is awesome. I just did it. I've never done that before on our show. I just did it. <laughs> it real live, real time. And we'll put that in the show notes too. So you'll be able to get in touch with Stephen and just learn and follow his, uh, his example rather than just his path. Don't follow his path. You don't want to copy him exactly. You want to just Especially live by that example. That, yeah. That skip the fun. juvie part. And you know, if you really <laughs> want to be a successful entrepreneur, if we learned anything, it's go to Bible college. That's how you do it. And, you know, but we can all take a different path, but, and this show's all about that making your own path learn from him and, and the things that he's done, but then go make your own path and, and build a life of significance, you know, and impact and influence and that, and that income will come. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Stephen, for being on tonight and, and just, uh, for joining us. And I know that it, your story has really poured into some other people. What, what, what was the one piece of advice that you wish people got from this interview that, that they would just take it and run with it? Um, stay humble and always be learning, you know, no, never, ever, ever think you've ever arrived, no matter what, no matter where, no matter where you're at, always, always be learning and always be growing and always be open. Um, people, so many times people are not open and 
Um, opportunities are always out there. So I always say, is, I love a quote that says, poor spells out P-O-O-R, which is passing over opportunities regularly. So wow. don't pass over opportunities. And if you keep, if you don't, if you stop passing over opportunities, you'll definitely be wealthy emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially. So that's my thing. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's worth the price of the podcast right there. You just, <laughs> you just made the quote it. board for my daughter. My daughter has a yeah. board, a whiteboard in her room, and I write a quote on it every day. So uh, you just made the board right there. That, you're going you're yeah. to see that one on there tomorrow. I'm not even. The day yeah, after. I'm not even going to wait for this episode to air. It's going on tomorrow. There yeah. you go. There you go. Well, awesome, Stephen. Thanks for joining us, and uh, God bless. Just all the success in the world to your businesses and your family. And and now that we know that we both uh, had strokes and recovered, I, I'm I'm yeah. still recovering. You know, 20 years later, I'm starting to get my bearings again, but. Some of it didn't have anything to do with the stroke. I've just been going downhill <laughs> steady for, for many, many years. So this is 40. <laughs> this is 40. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys are a lot of fun. And to your audience, definitely, they get. I, I can imagine they get so much out of you guys. So I definitely love what you guys are doing. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll have you back on whenever the staffing business uh, takes off. We'll get to hear about <laughs> that. Too. There you go. Have a good day, guys. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. If you like what you heard in this episode, be sure to check out our show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 083. There you'll find a link to everything that Stephen mentioned in this episode. You'll also have instructions on how to text Stephen so he can mentor you and send you information about his mentorship program. Very neat stuff. And the best way you can support our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. Get to know your neighbor. Say, hey, I know I just met you check out this show. It's a podcast called Beyond the Rut. Use us as the icebreaker there. It's okay. Trust me. Okay, maybe you don't trust me on that. But share us with people. That's the best way you can support our show. We'd love to hear from you. So shoot us an email at info at beyondtherut.com. You can also call or text at 361-596-3788. Plus we're on social media. Just look us up on Facebook and on Twitter at Beyond the Rut. And we'd love to interact with you there. So We are glad you joined us. We're glad you stayed with us. And we look forward to having you with us on the next episode. Take care. In just a moment, when we're all ready, yeah, don't die on us. We need you for the interview. <laughs> just lay on the ground and bleed for a little while. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm recording now. We uh, we almost lost Brandon. He forgot how to walk backwards when there's a chair behind him. So, <laughs> backwards? Backwards. <laughs> Did I just really say backwards? You said backwards. <laughs> oh, man, what time is it? <laughs> you know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself... I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.